we are starting a new series on faith. And it's called uh, the, the Faith-Filled Life because we don't believe this thing of knowing God and walking with God should be kept for just Sunday. Actually, it's meant to infiltrate Monday, even Wednesday, even Friday, you know, every single day of the week. This is meant to be an experience that we believe that God isn't meant to be put in a religious box. And I just bring Him out on Sunday, you know, come out, Lord. <laughs> but on Monday, get back in your box, you naughty God, be quiet. <laughs> no, no, we want, we want to have a, a faith-filled life every day. Because you're going to need it when you go to work some days and your boss is not so nice to you. You're going you're gonna to need faith when you need, need to believe God for things. You're going to need faith when you're confronting things, when you're raising children in your marriage. We need faith every day. And so we're going to be talking that this month. But it is Father's Day. And uh, we're going to be looking at a man who's known as the father of our faith. He's called Abraham. Have you heard of him? Anybody? If you haven't, don't worry. I'm going to tell you about him right now. Abraham, father of our faith. He in the book of Genesis was the man who actually we are, the, the inheritance of the promise that God gave him was that he would have just countless children by faith. And so that started out as the, the people of God, the Jewish people. But then through Jesus, we were brought in, we were grafted in. We were brought into the fold by what Jesus did on the cross so that now we too, though not Jewish, we too are the people of God and we are the, we are the inheritance of Father Abraham. And so we're gonna be learning a bit about him. And I, I'm excited to talk to you because um, in Hebrews 6, we've got that on the screen. You got your Bibles? Turn to it if you, if you do, if you don't. We've got a big Bible on the screen for you this morning. Hebrews 6, and we're gonna, we're gonna look at verse 9 to 15. I'm reading from the NIV. And uh, it says this. Even though we speak like this, this is a writer who's writing to the Hebrew church. He says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we're convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. To give you the context, he's just kind of been helping this church, the Hebrew church, because they're a bit discouraged. And he's kind of been giving them some warnings and a little bit of a clip on the ears. Come on, you guys. And he, he, he's been talking to them, but they're a bit discouraged. He's, he's wanting to encourage them not to be perfect, but to be mature. Because this side of heaven, nobody's perfect, but we can grow in our maturity. And so the writer is saying, hey, I love you. You've done some dumb things, so whoosh, stop it. But I love you and I want you to step into maturity so that you can inherit the promise that God has for you. Because maturity enables us to hold what God wants to give us. And God says, verse 10, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown Him as you have helped His people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that you have you may have the hope for maybe fully realised. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith, here we go. This is my message right here. Through faith and patience. Everybody say patience. Patience. 
hate that word. Patience. Faith. Faith is good, but there's an end. Faith and patience. But to him are those who through faith and patience inherit what was promised. When God made His promise to Abraham, here He is, the father of faith, since there was no one great of him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, God swore by himself, not Abraham. I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And here we go. And Abraham, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Faith and patience. So Lord, speak to us today. We think of every father in this room. We thank You, Lord, for fathers in the faith who've had faith and patience so that we could be here today. We thank You for Pastor Phil, who as a father to us, Lord, has had faith and patience to persevere and inherit what we get to enjoy today. We thank You for Him. We pray You bless Him. Bless every father in Jesus' Name. They all said, Amen. Can you thank the band? Thank you, band. You're amazing. You may all leave. Evangeline, you're gonna stay, but you can stop playing. You can stop playing. Um, who likes waiting? Anybody? Exactly. Nobody likes waiting. And I, I, I recently just went to America and I flew into San Francisco. My friend Jacob Leong, he's our events director. He said, hey, bro, so... Um, I'm gonna fly you into San Fran because LAX is really bad. You, you, you will be waiting for days, waiting for days. So him being the genius that he is, said, I'll fly you into San Francisco. And I flew in, I had a great flight, it was wonderful. Got off the plane and I was greeted by this. waiting for customs, probably about 3,000 people. I'm in the middle of the queue, waiting, waiting, texting Jacob. Thanks so much for the genius move to fly me to San Francisco, hashtag stitch up. And I'm there waiting. I mean, this guy in the blue shirt, he's just crying out to the Lord. He, help! Jesus, why? What am I doing? It's so funny when you're waiting in a line. You see, you see how everyone responds. You know, some people just stand there blankly. Some people are literally like convulsing. Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta be there, I gotta go. I had a flight to get to. Connecting flight. So my genius friend Jacob put really close because he said it'll be a really quick queue. So I missed my connecting flight. It's amazing what waiting does. It shows up how you really are, you know? How you really are. How you really respond to life. And I'm getting annoyed, frustrated, and I get to the end of the queue and there's like three guys on customs. I'm like, are you joking? Let's do the maths. Three, 3,000. One of you per thousand people. What is wrong with the world today? 
Let's get a few more people on the cusp. I was talking to the guy and he said, you know what, is what it is. Here's what it is. No, it's not. It's called bad organisation. That's what it is. And I, re- I, I saw, you know, some, some signs of the state of my heart in that moment. And I apologised to the Lord and to the customs officer. <laughs> but, but waiting is, waiting is, it's a big part of life. It's, it's not that enjoyable but it's a big part of life. We live between moments. Moments are good, but we actually live, we do life between them. Life's a journey, it's full of moments and, and in the moment to moment, there's, there's this gap where I'm, I, I, I actually am just walking out what I received in a moment. Abraham in a moment received a word from God that he would have millions of children, that he would see the promise of God in a moment. But then he has to walk it out. Faith to believe, but he needed patience to receive. You need need faith to believe God, but you then need the patience to receive what God promised. And Abraham had to live. And we live like that. Because here we go, Evangeline, help me out. Faith is, you know, faith is sexy, right? It's, it's like, wow. <laughs> it's gorgeous, you know? And you're in the presence of God and you're worshipping and God speaks to you. And it's, it's amazing. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. I'm going to change the world. I'm amazing. God's got such a big plan for my life. It's gorgeous. Man, stop, stop, stop. Because on Monday morning, you got to wake up and do the dishes again and do laundry. And you got to go back, back to work. And, and you come on Sunday, play again, play again. You come on Sunday and you receive the call of God and you open the script and you're having a great time. And you're high-fiving your friends and you're having coffee and everything's great. And it's true, we need moments like that. You, 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 you know, I feel for college students, right? They, they, they receive, you're gonna go to C3 College and God wants to use your life. And it's like, wow, wow. And then, stop playing, stop playing. They go to college and God starts actually dealing with real stuff on the inside of them. And they're like, hang on, that's not what I signed up to. In the, play the moment, in the moment. In the moment, I signed up to change the world. Stop playing, stop playing. And, but now, I got this teacher who's actually calling me out on stuff. By the way, we're launching Day College again next year, 2020. Ruthless plug, ruthless plug. Katie Haldane's gonna talk about it next week. We're relaunching it. But, but we need both moments. How do, we, how do we live in that gap between a faith to believe and now patience to receive? Give it up for Evangeline, you're done, you're, you're amazing. That was gorgeous, perfect. Because there's problems with patience. Patience has problems. One of the problems with patience is while I'm waiting, there's the temptation to fast track the process. You know, shortcut. 
I feel that temptation all the time. I felt that temptation at San Francisco airport. I wanted to kick people out of my way. I wanted, I was looking for somebody. Do I know anybody? I wanted to fast track the process. The problem with fast tracking the process is the process is there for a reason. If you fast track the process, you actually will sabotage the promise, the end product. So we need patience. Abraham, father of our faith, needed patience. Anyone been to Bali? You been to Bali? Anybody? Come on, talk to me. You been to Bali? It's, it's, it's okay if you have, you know. People are like, oh, no, maybe. If you've been, you know, just tell me. It's all good. There's no judgment. Yeah. If you go to Bali, you know, you can buy a Rolex watch. Right, you, you can go there. You can buy a Rolex watch, and and you go and you buy. You go. You go to a stand. You know, someone who sells watches, and you go there and you go to buy the watch, and you barter because you know we're stingy and we're, we're bartering, and we're trying to get the watch. And then, um, as you're there negotiating, you know, the watch, chances are they're out the back making it, <laughs> and it's cheap. And it's great. And you come home and you got a Rolex watching like, hey, you know, hey, Rolex. All right. And all this Casio stuff, you know, Rolex. And it's good, you got it. But two weeks later, that Rolex watch breaks. It was cheap. It was made probably pretty quick. And it didn't last long. But if you go to a real Rolex shop, you know what I'm saying? You go down and you ask, hey, I'd like to buy Rolex. It's gonna cost you a lot. They won't be making it out the back as you're speaking. It was made a long time ago. And as you get that watch, the beautiful thing about it is high cost. It went through all the process it needed to. But now it's gonna last you a lifetime. God doesn't make fakes. He only makes the real deal. And so He's not gonna fast track you because you won't become who He's calling you to be. Process is vital to the end product. So that's the temptation is to fast track it. Abraham, now this is what's amazing because he's called like, you know, man of faith and he had faith and patience. Wow, he's amazing. But have you read his story? God's kind. God's generous because he made some big mistakes. <laughs> One time God said to him, you're gonna, you're gonna give, you're gonna conceive a child with your wife. And they were old, they were not young. They were like 90 plus. He said, you're gonna have a child. And his wife said, there's no way. And he said, well, that's what God said. And she laughed, ha, you're joking. So in the process of waiting for God's promise, Sarah says, well, I've got a solution. Hey, Abraham, I know how we could fast track this. Maybe my, my servant, Hagar, you two could conceive and that's how we could have a child. And from this child could come the nations. That was not the plan God had. And because of impatience with the process, Abraham brought into the world what God still redeemed and still used, but what actually caused a big problem 
and actually caused a divide between the people of God, Ishmael, this, this child was born and it was not the plan of God. God still used it. And who's thankful that even when I mess up, God can still use it. Come on, talk to me. Don't act all perfect Christian in here today. Don't act like your life is just perfect. Even my mistakes, God has a way of turning around. He's like GPS, He can reroute you. But it was not the plan that God had. He, he, he got impatient, He tried to fast track it, but it, it brought difficulty. And sometimes the difficulty in our lives is not the devil. It's not some spiritual force out there. Oftentimes it's my own impatience and I try and fast track things and I wanna skip the process. I wanna skip character development so I can get what I want. I wanna skip the process so I can just have it. I wanna skip things that are actually put in place, healthy dating, healthy relationships, healthy things that are part of the process to having that end product. So that's the problem, the temptation to fast track. The, the other temptation is the temptation to quit on the process. Try something new. Galatians 6 verse nine says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if, everyone say if. Come on, turn to your neighbour and say if. Listen here, if, if we do not Give up. How do you inherit it? If you do not give up. If you don't, if you continue, you will at the proper time reap what you're believing for. You'll see the end product. But if you give up, that's how we sabotage what God actually wants to give us. So do not quit. Don't quit. Don't quit on the process. If a farmer um, plants a seed, you know, any agriculturists here? Me either. And, and a, a farmer plants a seed in the soil and then through the process, he's looking at it and he's walking around. How's his seeds going? And he's checking on the seed. It's not gonna happen immediately, right? There's a process. But if halfway through the process, he interrupts it, quits on it, pulls it out of the ground. What was planted can't grow. And I wonder what seeds have we quit on too quickly? What things have we planted that we've given up on too quickly? When a seed is planted, you gotta let it grow. When a seed of faith, don't quit on reading your Bible because one day it doesn't feel like it's not working. Don't quit on talking to God because one day it feels like He's not talking back. Don't quit on being in church every week because one week you didn't feel like you got a lot out of it. Don't quit on Connect Group because one day there's a bit of challenge getting there. Don't quit on it. If it's planted, let the process do its job. And in the process, just keep smiling, keep turning up, have a good attitude, be nice, be kind, worship Jesus. Don't quit. Don't quit. I remember I did my ACL. I, I snapped my ACL in two, playing soccer. I tore the meniscus. If you don't know what that is, ask a doctor. I have no idea. And so I, I damaged my knee and... Um, 
I had to go through rehabilitation of, of this knee. And I had to do this thing called the leg press, which is from hell. <laughs> and so my, my physio is like, all right, this is what you gotta do. Three times a week, I need you in the gym on this leg press to get the muscle back around the knee so it's supported. I said, no worries. And I did not know what I was signing up to. And I went to the gym and there's, you know, all these big strong guys and like Ronnie, you know, like in the gym. And I'm in there, I'm like, hi. <laughs> and, uh, and I get on the, the leg press and I'm pushing the leg press. And, you know, I, I think I'm pushing big weights, but it's like one kilo. And I'm like, wow, woo! oh my gosh. I'm pushing the leg press on Monday. Just nothing, nothing happened. On Wednesday, back in the gym on that disastrous device, the leg press, and I and come back on Friday, back at it again. I do that one week. I'm like, wow. And I'd go and I'd check the mirror. Nothing. <laughs> Week two, Monday, tsha, tsha, Wednesday, tsha, Friday, back in it. Check the mirror. Nothing. Week three, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, check the mirror. Nothing. Week four, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, check the mirror. Nothing. Week five, Monday, Wednesday, you with me? You know, Friday, check the mirror, nothing. Two months, three months, four months, five months. Five months of hell with the leg press. Nothing until the sixth month, six months. Come on, I hate gyms. I will never go back there. But, but six months of the leg press. And then I'll never forget. Last week, when my, my, my trainer said, you know, do this. And last week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, check the stinking mirror. And you know what I saw? Huge muscle. <laughs> tendons strong. Knee joint, sturdy, you know. Suddenly, the leg muscle was back. It literally felt like nothing was happening, but something was happening. I just couldn't see it because it was under the surface. And this is how God works. Don't quit because you can't see progress. There is progress. God's not building high, He's building deep. He's doing things under the surface in your life. So don't quit on it. Keep going. Problem with patience is the temptation to fast track, the temptation to quit. But here's, here's the deal. And I'm gonna land on this. The purpose of patience is to develop trust. There is a purpose. It is there to develop Trust in not just the process, but trust in the one who put you in it. That is good. 
Patience teaches me to trust God with what He's put me in. And not just to trust the hand of God, but to trust the heart of God, the character of God. I think we often fast track, quit, not because we don't trust what we're doing, often as we don't trust the nature of God, that if He's put you in something, it's because He has a good plan in mind. And the enemy, the, the evil things, he'll come and try and distract you and tell you that God is not good and that this process is because God is not good and that what's happening to me right now is because God has forsaken me and God has turned away. But in fact, God allows the gap so that we can develop trust. And that trust is not trusting in a thing. It's learning to trust in Him. Abraham, he was known as the friend of God. Isaiah 41 verse eight says, But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend. What was it about Abraham that enabled him to have such great faith and patience? It was that he knew the one who had put him in the process. And when you know God, you can trust Him. So let patience do its work of deepening your trust. If you're here today and you're walking through some challenges, this could be the context that you discover a new relationship with God. Maybe this is the initial thing. Trust grows in the context of relationship. The more time I spend with God, the more I'll learn His nature and His character and the more I'll trust Him. So when I have to step out, I'm not stepping out just on a thing. I'm stepping out knowing that God is with me and God is for me. Trust, patience deepens trust. Let it do its work. Don't, don't quit on it. Let it do its work.